Good morning, friends. It's my privilege to read from the Bible today. Our Bible reading is Psalm 118. You might like to follow on in your own Bibles uh, or on the screen as it comes up shortly. That's Psalm 118. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his love endures forever. When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They swarmed around me like bees, but they were consumed as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them down. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defence. He has become my saviour. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine on us. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Welcome, everyone. And, uh, well, I, I'm giving my welcome. You've been welcomed already. You don't need to be re-welcomed, but... Uh, and to those who are at home, welcome to you. Uh, please join me as I pray. Uh, a prayer that David himself prayed. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Both of our sons learned a brass instrument in primary school. 
But as they grew older, the instruments seemed to lay dormant. I grew up in a home where my parents weren't musical. I never had the opportunity to learn music, and probably if I was given the opportunity, I wouldn't have learnt it anyway. But in my late 40s, I decided that I would, uh, for something extra to do, would pick up the trombone to try and learn that instrument. I had lessons for a couple of years and was ready for my first exam. I arrived at the Newcastle Conservatorium. We were living up there. I felt nervous. I've never done anything like this before. And yet there was also a sense of anticipation. I had the opportunity to show off what I had accomplished so far. The teacher had told me that all the students that he has, the exams were on the same day. Uh, he told me the time. He gave me a piece of paper and over the course of the next week, I checked the time repeatedly. I walked into the foyer of the conservatorium and looked for my name with the sheets on the board. I looked and I looked and I began to feel agitated and anxious. My name was not there. Elizabeth, come with me. Can you see my name there? My teacher had told me the date. All the students he had was on the same day. But as I looked at the paper, it was supposed to be yesterday, the day before. I've been told the wrong day. Out of all his students, for some reason, I was put on a different day. I had prepared for months for this opportunity, and now my expectations were ripped away. It took me time to process all that. A number of years ago, some friends of ours placed an offer on a property up around Lake Macquarie. Uh, the offer was accepted by the people buying, but for some reason, initially, they didn't put a deposit down. Two days later, the agent rang and said someone had put in a higher offer and because there hadn't been a deposit, he was obliged to take that to the seller and the seller had accepted. They were racked with disappointment. They were angry, discouraged. They had an expectation that this was going to be where they lived and the expectation had been shattered. Two days later, the agent rang back and said the people who were going to buy the house couldn't get finance, and so they were offered again, which they were very grateful for. Expectations. We all have them. They are based on what we assume is going to happen, what we want to happen, what we expect to happen. And when... What we expect does not eventuate. It often catches us by surprise. And it creates a whole lot of emotion within us that we didn't even realise was there. And by catching us by surprise, often it is so easy to grumble and complain because what we thought would happen has not happened. Our upbringing, our personality 
the culture we live in, the experiences we've had in life, all contribute to the expectations we form in our lives. As followers of Jesus, what part does God's goodness and love play in our expectations? Or what part do they play in helping us process when our expectations are not met? On that first Palm Sunday, there was a crowd involved who had high expectations. Yet within a week, those expectations have been dashed, taken away from them. And all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, in their narrative about that Palm Sunday, that first Palm Sunday, as Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, they all have a verse in, in the narrative that comes from Psalm 118. A narrative which the crowd shouted out, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Psalm 118 is a psalm of thankfulness. Thankfulness for God's intervention in a situation where there was no hope. The psalm begins, and in fact it ends the same way. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. If you look at the psalm, it's a psalm that's written by an individual. There's lots of I, me and my in it. And yet this person was also a leader. You may have picked up in what Kevin read in verses 2 and 4. He calls for the nation. He calls for the priests. He calls for all who fear the Lord to affirm that God's love endures forever. And like us, when trouble and suffering come or our expectations are not met, there is anguish and the temptation to be afraid. The writer was in such a time. In verse 5, he says he was hard-pressed, squeezed. His situation was squeezing him. But rather than complain, he cried to the Lord and found victory in him. God rescued him and bringing him out of a squeezing place, we read in verse 5, into a spacious place, a place of confident security. In fact, Martin Luther, who lived many hundreds of years ago, said of this psalm, Psalm 118, this is my psalm, my chosen psalm, I love them all, I love all Holy Scripture, which is my consolation in my life, but this psalm is nearest my heart, and I have a peculiar right to call it mine. It has saved me from many a pressing danger from which nor emperor, nor kings, nor sages, nor saints could have saved me. It is my friend, dearer to me than all the honours and powers of the earth. We're not told the context in which this psalm was written. Maybe, just maybe, it was a situation like we read in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 when King Jehoshaphat 
was faced by Moabite and Ammonite armies. They had come to wage war against Judah and Jehoshaphat and his people prayed. They prayed acknowledging God rules kingdoms and he's delivered his people in the past. And through a prophet, God said to King Jehoshaphat, do not be afraid or discouraged. The battle is not yours, but God's. Take up your position, stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. And the next day, the king appointed men to sing praise as they marched out. And what do they sing? Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And as they began to sing, the Lord set ambushes and Moab and Ammon were defeated. In a situation where there was no hope, God intervened. But the psalm also points back to when God's people were in Egypt without any future or hope. In fact, verse 14 in the psalm is the exact same line that is in the Song of Moses after the Exodus. In Exodus chapter 15, The Lord is my strength and my defence. He has become my salvation. The writer seems to see how God has rescued him in his situation in a way that's reminiscent of God's rescuing in the Exodus. And yet, in the midst of these great deliverances, the psalm acknowledges there's still need of being rescued. In verse 25, Lord, save us. Grant us success. And over time, an expectation grew that God would send someone to bring permanent deliverance from Israel's enemies. And as Jesus rode into Jerusalem that day, the crowd shouted, Hosanna! which means save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And their expectation was, here is the Messiah. Here was the one who would save for all time. And yet their expectations did not fit. For they, especially the religious leaders, had a certain understanding of what the Messiah would be. And they rejected Jesus. And interestingly, after entering Jerusalem, Jesus actually quotes part of this psalm to the religious leaders. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvellous in our eyes. Jesus was God's anointed ruler, but not in the way that they expected For Jesus, it would not be a military conquest, but the sacrifice of his life. And looking back, we can see an inkling of that in the psalm. In verse 27, with bows in our hand, join in the festival procession up to the horns of the altar. Psalm 118, it's not the normal type of message preached on Palm Sunday. What does it mean for us 
I want to suggest two things to you. The first thing is be thankful for Jesus' unique journey, revealing that God's love endures forever. Jesus' entry into Jerusalem was part of his movement to the cross. Like the crowds, we can go through times of being really enthusiastic about following Jesus when things are going well. But what happens when he doesn't meet our expectations? What happens when we get cancer? What happens when our family members suffer from mental health? What happens when someone is retrenched? Where marriages break down? When a suitable partner for marriage can't be found? When our friends who we've had all our lives don't talk to us? When a family member dies? Are we like the religious leaders or the crowd who grow cold and complain when our expectations of God are not met? Annie was an older lady. I nursed her when I worked at Sutherland Hospital about 30 years ago. She was in the rehab ward. Annie had diabetes. She was probably, I guess in her late 70s. She'd already had one leg amputated. She'd begun to lose toes on her other leg. She tried to have a, an artificial leg, but she couldn't make use of that, so she was always in a wheelchair. She had diminished eyesight, and she'd had an unpleasant upbringing. She'd had some involvement in church in her younger years, and as I nursed her, we had some discussions about what God was like. And a few times I brought her to the church that we were going to. But she could not accept, in the midst of all that had gone wrong in her life, that God was good. She couldn't accept that God loved her because of what her health was like. At one time, maybe she entertained those thoughts. But surely, if God really cared for her, then her life would be different. In fact, she'd prayed for that and her prayers had not been answered. We... I was going to say we all. Let me personalise it. It's so easy for me to have a tendency to judge Jesus by my expectations and not by his. Jesus' expectation was to trust his Father, who is good and his love endures forever. A man called Henri Nguyen said, To be grateful for the good things that happen in our lives is easy. But to be grateful for all of our lives, the good as well as the bad, the moments of joy as well as the moments of sorrow, the successes as well as the failures, the rewards as well as the rejections, 
that requires hard spiritual work. Still, we are only truly grateful people when we can say thank you to all that has brought us to the present moment. As long as we keep dividing our lives between events and people we would like to remember and those we would rather forget, we cannot claim the fullness of our beings as a gift of God to be grateful for. Let's not be afraid to look at everything that has brought us to where we are now and trust that we will soon see in it the guiding hand of a loving God. Whose expectations of God are you holding? Whose expectations of God are you holding? Are you holding your expectations of God? Or are you holding Jesus' expectations? Jesus' death demonstrates God's goodness and his enduring love. Indeed, the Apostle Paul wrote, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Be thankful for the unique journey, Jesus' unique journey, revealing that God's love endures forever. And the second thing is, be assured in the midst of our expectations that God's love endures forever. We're often unaware that we have expectations until something that we didn't expect happens and then there's a reaction within us and we realise we actually expected something different. I didn't realise how much I expected being able to play the trombone before an examiner until it didn't happen. The crowd on that first Palm Sunday had expectations of the type of Messiah Jesus would be. And when he didn't act in the way they expected, they crucified him. When our expectations are not met, they bring up a whole lot of emotions. Anger, grief, disappointment, jealousy, resentment, and we need time to process those feelings. And through the discomfort, in the midst of that, it can feel as though there is no hope. There's no future. Everything is dark. But that God's love endures forever gives us wonderful assurance that our salvation is not based on our situation or our response to it but on who he is and his character. In the midst of what happens, we have an enduring hope that God's love endures forever. It's actually helpful just to reflect on those words. God's love endures forever. God's love endures forever. God's love endures forever. I had a friend at primary school. I went to North Stratford Primary School. He also went to Homebush Boys High School, where I went, uh, who I lost touch with for about 20 years. But then, as periodically we would go to Elizabeth's parents' church, which is at Concord, 
he began coming with his family. In 2008, Jeff and his, two, his wife and his two sons went to Mollymook. They went to Mollymook every year for holidays. His boys went swimming at the beach and they were caught in a rip. Seeing their distress, Jeff swam out to see if he can help. Tragically, while his son survived, he did not. He drowned. That Jeff demonstrated his love and commitment for his sons is not in question. He was a hero. And yet his death was not sufficient to save both his sons and himself. In fact, no one's death can save another person from God's judgment. Even if he had rescued his sons, there would be a time when Jeff would still die. He would still face God's judgment. But Jesus, who was without sin, died, and his death is sufficient to deal with all sin and bring forgiveness and eternal life. Just family. Live with longings that will never be met. Things that they would love for their father and husband to be part of, but never will be. And yet they keep looking to Christ, not Jeff, as the means of confidence for the future. God's hand was involved in the events that followed the palm, that first Palm Sunday and assures us that God is for us in Christ. So we can be thankful that Christ's sacrifice offers forgiveness and freedom. His death would defeat death so that we may share in his life. Like you, I have expectations. And like you, it is a struggle when those expectations are not met. I feel things that I have to process and work through. But I need the constant reminder and encouragement that God's love endures forever to keep infiltrating and reframing my expectations. I need to remember. I need God's spirit to remind me. I need to read the scriptures to be encouraged that I can give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. Please let me pray that God would keep using his enduring love to reframing who we are in the midst of expectations that are not met. Now, Father, we thank you for the gift of prayer. In terms of what you know, we don't need to pray, for you know all things. And yet we do need to pray because we forget so easily. We are overtaken by life situations. 
We're overtaken by the things that happen within our own lives. We find ourselves often in squeezed situations. Thank you that you've made us who we are. We are human and you've made us all individually with different expectations. But we thank you for that common truth that you are good, that we can give thanks to you because your love endures forever. Now, Father, would you please help us, even take us on a journey where that just becomes something that is not only in our mind, but becomes part of who we are and how we live. Not that our expectations would not be easier as we still feel the disappointment when things do not work out. But we pray for a foundation in the midst of that, in the midst of those squeezed situations that assure us of who you are and that you are good and that your love is steadfast and enduring. Amen.